Well, hello and welcome to episode 38 of Campbell Conversations with your host, Colin Campbell. And today's conversation, we are talking about avoiding the hugely prevalent number of scams that we see in the Forex industry and how we can potentially start to learn Forex trading ourselves with a no-nonsense approach and form part of our investment and trading strategy to financially put ourselves in the best possible position for future years. To do so, I'm joined by an expert VP of No Nonsense Forex, and just as the name suggests, this guy does not mess about. If you too are sick of seeing the nonsense online with guys posing with cars they've probably got on lease and profiting from you signing up to a particular brokerage as part of a Forex pyramid scheme, then this episode is going to be for you. We cover the basics of what Forex is, some of the free resources that we can use to initially educate ourselves before we dive into principles like money management and trading psychology. Interestingly, VP also shares why those of us who are fitness focused and had success in their fitness are disproportionately likely to be a success when it comes to trading. I absolutely loved recording this and I hope it addresses a really common problem that we're seeing on our social media feeds and gives us a bit of a roadmap forward should we choose to take it. Without any further ado, let's dive headfirst into it. folks welcome back to another episode of Canberra conversations and today's conversation we are talking about a subject where there is such a conflicting standard of information available online that i thought that i would look to seek out uh, an oracle of truth or somebody out there that could have a sensible discussion about this and before we kick off the subject is forex and i can see some of you reacting already to that kind of visceral reaction to some of the content that we consume on social media. But today, we're going to address it from a no-nonsense aspect. And to do that, I'm joined by VP of No Nonsense Forex. VP, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Colin. Appreciate it. In terms of addressing this, I, I came across your YouTube channel, and then I came across your podcast. And like happens when you stumble across a source that you resonate with, you binge consume that content to get to a position where you try and understand what their message is and how you can take it forward in, in your own life. So that was why I was so keen to get you on the podcast. So I guess for my own listeners, can you give us a little bit of a background, please? Be So yeah, I uh, found Forex kind of by accident and um, I saw the information that was out there and that's all there was. So that's what I followed. And um Somewhere along the way, I just thought to myself, look, this can't be right um, because everybody around me is failing. I'm failing. I'm working as hard as anyone. Um, it shouldn't be this way. Maybe there's another route I can take. So I just kind of broke out on my own and I found that. Um, and then once I did that, you know, I still failed because I didn't have, you know, the the experience. I didn't, my psychology was all out of whack. You know, I was using money I couldn't really afford to lose and uh, just all the things you really shouldn't do that literally everybody does when they first start out. Um, but I just just kept at it and I just kind of ran out of ways to fail and I just figured it out over time. And uh, so, and then 10 years down the road, I 
started sharing my experience with everybody else because 10 years down the road, I still saw the same information and the same nonsense out there. So I'm like, well, maybe if people just knew that there was a better way and a, and a more sensible way, then maybe this whole process wouldn't be so difficult. Of course. And I think when we think of online Forex traders, we think of the guys with the the flash car, the the massive watch, the the maybe the, the brand new shoes that cost three thousand pounds or whatever, and they're, and they're saying, "Join my team and follow my signals, and you're gonna become financially free like me within a matter of weeks or months." And in in stark contrast, your message is considerably more about education and processes and putting yourself in a position to do this from an educated standpoint. And I guess that was why I was so keen. To, to welcome you to the podcast. You said you stumbled upon Forex. You, you did a little bit of trading before that, but in other sectors, is that right? I was a penny stock trader because I didn't have a lot of money. And so uh, the big board stocks uh, here in the States uh, was a bit too daunting, just a bit too expensive to where a penny stock said, hey, you know, I can, I can afford 100 shares at, at three cents, no problem. Um, so uh, it really is one of the worst arenas you could ever start out in. You have no control over any, anything, really. It's all just kind of blind hunches, and most of them fail. Uh, but as much as I failed and as much money as I lost, I got that taste, you know, okay. and I was like, okay. I'd already decided once I started, okay, this is going to get me out of the restaurant industry someday. It just depends on like which sector is it going to be. I kind of, I kind of committed myself at that point. And I was like, I'm going to fail as much as I can. Um, I just got to find a market that I can really resonate with. And, and one of the stories that I heard on, on your own podcast was around you taking three trading accounts to zero. For the listeners, what does that effectively mean financially in terms of you learning from those failures? So kind of like I was saying before, I, I, you always say that's money you can't really afford to lose, yep. but that's not completely true. <laughs> you know, you have, you know, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars set aside for a rainy day. And you're like, well, I don't want it to just sit there. Let's go ahead and try to grow that. And maybe that will get me out of the industry. It sounds good at first, but if you really think about it, how many times would you have to multiply that money to actually have a comfortable lifestyle that you no longer needed a job? Um, you, you would have to, <laughs> I mean, what, 100 times over, 150 times over? Completely unrealistic. If there was any realism to that at all, you would see people do it all the time. Um, so that's where I think that scam market really starts to come in because I don't think I was an unintelligent person. Um, I just had very unrealistic dreams and those scams play off of those dreams. And if you, ever, you would ever sit there and really stop and think about it, you would say, this is completely ridiculous. This does not happen, especially some 22-year-old kid from the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, why on earth would I follow somebody like this? Yet people just want to believe, and so they do. And that's why these people exist. And it's so prevalent that I've seen this on Twitter. There are people who actually think the Forex market itself is a scam. Okay. Um, because all they, all they see are these scammers running around and nothing, you know, to actually teach them how to do things the right way. This market's been around forever and it's going to be around for, you know, another 50, 60 years. Um, it's just a matter of getting it right and not having these pie in the sky, completely unrealistic dreams, which I admittedly fell for myself. 
Yeah, exactly that. And I think it's very easy as, as, as young guys and many of the people listening to the podcast will want to significantly improve their financial position in as short a period of time as possible. However, we also speak about, particularly from a fitness perspective, from, but from many other areas across career and business, about delayed gratification. And in this society nowadays where we can have everything very quickly, particularly um, driven by our smartphones in terms of we instantly get access to news and information or instant access to dopamine from social media, perhaps we're almost in this prime environment where Forex scam artists, if we're going to call them that, can take advantage of that impulse that we have that, oh, I can get rich quick. Let me jump on this. Let me jump on this scheme. Let me jump on this program and, and, uh, and, and turn pounds into, uh, into, into millions as soon as possible. I think this leads us into giving the listeners and, and probably myself as well an education on what actually Forex is. We use the term Forex and I've said that to, to friends and family when I've talked about lining this podcast up and they've asked literally what that means. So for starters, foreign exchange. But beyond that, Patrick, do you want to give the, the listeners a little bit more? So on a very base level, it's just trading one currency against another and hoping the one that you backed um, increases in value over the one that you decided to, to trade against. There are uh, eight major currencies in the world. You have the euro, you have the pound sterling, United States dollar, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, New Zealand dollar, Swiss franc, and Japanese yen. Uh, you can go outside of those eight. I don't recommend anybody does that. Um, but what that leaves you with is, you know, since you're trading one against the other, 28 different combinations for you to trade. And uh, what's really nice about Forex is there's a lot less moving parts involved as say stock trading would have. So if you just get really good at reading charts and just let the charts do the work, you can do really well. Um, but as easy as it is, so many people just, I mean, the fail rate in Forex is higher than probably any other market out there um, because people just still find a way to fail, and it's uh, as we're probably going to talk about later. It's it's those emotions getting in the way, um, which is a shame because really at its core, it is set up for you to succeed. Um, just so few people do. That's interesting, and and, and that's a, a very much a, a foundations on what forex effectively is. And when I was doing my reading and my listening in terms of in terms of your content, it was really interesting to get that straight up information. Whereas <laughs> Like I say, you can go online and just it's just all about these guys putting up that they've made four grand profit a day, but you don't understand like what, what they've traded on, what they've bet on and which which country's economy has gone up and which which has gone down and what they've kind of traded against because it's done in pairs, isn't it, in terms of I'm speculating that the Japanese yen will do better against the Australian dollar, for example, in, in order to profit. Yeah. And uh what's that's really all it comes down to, and there is more to it, like being able to take your profit off in the right spots, you know, things like you know things like the money management you spoke of before. But it's funny with those scammers; it, anybody, literally anybody, can do this. Take ten trades and film your good ones, and just conveniently don't show the losses. And uh, and you too can can make a lot of money on pretty much every trade you make. Um, so it's just, it's, it's so silly when you really break it down. But uh, it would not exist if uh, if People didn't fall for it yeah, all the time, in, every day. In terms of size of the market as well, I was, I was looking at the, the volume of transactions and, and, and money that's actually involved in this. Something like $6.6 .6 trillion 
compared to what 22 billion within the, the New York Stock Exchange. So it dwarfs that in terms of the actual size of it and the amount of money that is flying back and forth when it comes to this market. Oh yeah, that's why I keep saying Forex is not going anywhere. Um, even if we go cashless, which some countries already have, just because you can't hold it in your hand, it doesn't mean it's not out there. Uh, now the spot Forex market, which is what we trade, that is considerably smaller. It's okay. not six, six trillion dollars a day. Um, you know, six trillion dollars a day is like, you know, let's say you have a Scottish company and you're doing business in Saudi Arabia and you have to transfer money back and forth. That all goes into the big picture. The, the market that's actually tradable, what we trade is uh, a small piece of that, but it is affected by what goes on in, in the bigger picture. Okay, that's great. So we can see there that it is a colossal opportunity, but we've also spoken about the fact that you can't just go in blind and, and raw, so to speak. And how long in terms of, if we're talking about delayed gratification, did you practice trading for or trade as a, a part-time venture before you became a full-time trader in the position that you are today? Yeah, I did pretty much everything. Um, but the only time I really got it right is when I uh, a demo traded, which is the same as paper trading. You know, you're just trading fake money. Yeah. Uh, and I did that long enough to where I found something that worked. And then I transitioned into real money just to get a feel for what that would be like, because you pretty much have to. The mentality, even if, even if it's all the same trades, the mentality from switching from fake money to real money is intense. Anybody who's done this before can tell you. Um, so you kind of have to do that first. And then once I kept getting the results I was getting with real money, I said, okay, now I have a choice to make. Do I want to sit here and try to multiply this somehow, you know, 12, 15, 20% a year, you know, that's, that's going to take a long time. Let me find somebody who will give me their money uh, to do it. And, uh, and these companies are everywhere. They're called proprietary trading firms and there were seven, eight figures and they will give you their money to trade on, on their behalf. And, uh, and you take a percentage and uh, to date, I think on my site, 35, 36 people have done that um, within a pretty short amount of time. They have actually gotten hired. Um, so to sit there and say it's not possible, it certainly is. You, a lot of people are just not looking down the right path. If you just tilt your head a little bit, there's another path there that's a lot more realistic and a lot less pressure on your own bank account because you don't have to trade your own money if you don't want to and still make a career out of this. It's very possible, but they won't take you if you don't know what you're doing. I like this because ultimately you, one of the things that we can unpack from that is that if you were to do this yourself, you were saying, and with the capital that you had available, you were like 12, 15, 20% growth per year, which if, I, if you're talking about any other investment, that's extremely respectable. Like, I mean, even people that are um, seeing a big growth in, in, their, in their gold value at the moment are, 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 are pleased with that. But for you to really, and we'll use the term, make the big bucks, I suppose, you needed to work for one of these proprietary firms and trade on their behalf with the vast amount of capital they had available, which ultimately led to higher percentages, higher returns, and then you receiving a cut of that. How are, how are some of the, the guys that we are seeing on social media with the, the kind of motor mouths, the big mouths in terms of join my Forex team, how are they making their money, do you, do you believe? Yeah, purely off of subscription yep. revenue. 
um, yeah, they're not managing your money for you. You have to be licensed for that. Um, but no, it's just, uh, and God, there, there's such an, there's such an ecosystem to this. There's so many ways they can just keep you subscribing for months and months and keep you believing even when they fail, which they invariably will. Um, and then once, once you've realized it's a scam and you're already four months in subscribed, you'll leave, but they don't care because this whole cycle just keeps turning and new people keep coming in. So, and there's really not a whole lot, not many places out there where you can go complain and expose these people for what they are. So they can just keep doing this and many of them do. Yeah, it's uh, that kind of pyramid scheme vibe where they've got people that they recruit to subscribe to follow their, would you call it signals or, or, or trades or a model? What would, what would be the term? There's a few ways you can do it. Um, it can be signals. It can be education. Um, that's, okay. that's another scam too. Um, yeah, it's, there's, there's, there's about two or three different ways you can approach it, um, but they all lead to the same outcome. Okay. So with your no-nonsense approach, where is the best place for people to go to start to learn about how to trade? Where do they get that foundation? There's a number of ways you can go. I don't think any of them are necessarily wrong. Um, the one place I recommended is like the first or second podcast I ever did um, was where I learned all the way back in 2009, um, babypips.com slash school. Um, if you want to link that in the show notes somewhere, um, yeah. that's as good as any. They've, uh, they've redone the format a little bit, so it's a, a probably better than it was when I first started. Um, but even if you decide to trade the way I trade, I'm going to tell you not to do a lot of the things you just learned, but you still need to know what they are um, because you need that fundamental base. And you might decide that my way of trading is not right for you. And so it's, you'd be cheating yourself if you didn't learn the basics first, but that has to happen first um, because what I do is Forex 201. It's not Forex 101. So you will not know a lot of the things I'm talking about unless you get that base First, so go take that class. It doesn't take very long, I don't think. Um, and then once you've done it, you've done it, and you, you can move on. I've logged in and had a poke about, it and I'll certainly put it on the in, in in the show notes, VP, because ultimately, like you say, you as a as an educator are doing forex two hundred one. You cannot enter into that knowingly or competently if you haven't done the groundwork beforehand and put yourself in a position to actually learn from what you have experienced in what your model and what your guidance looks like, you would be going in with blind faith at that point. And that's really part of the reason I think so many people get burnt in this. They're not willing to spend that initial time educating themselves, particularly from a website that's free. Yeah. Uh, I get people in my YouTube's, YouTube comment section to this day saying, you just said you went short on that currency pair. What does that mean? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, go learn. Uh, you got here way too early. I appreciate you coming in, but man, you, you got you got to learn those basics first. And that's like with anything. I mean, your audience knows this. You know, you you have to. You can't just go in and start. You know, putting up massive weight and doing all these complex you know exercises. You have you have to start somewhere, or else you are going to really hurt yourself. And the same applies pretty much everywhere. Exactly that. And and you speak about money management as a foundation before earning the right to trade and for. For the listeners, many will know through my Instagram that I am somebody that's a big advocate of investing. So things like having an emergency fund, having a maintenance fund, having a direct debit to a fairly 
passive investment in terms of uh, maybe stocks and shares or uh, a high rate ISA, although those, those are particularly hard to find now when it comes to saving and sending a certain portion into your um, into your pension, all these kind of different things. But I know little to nothing about trading and that's why I was so keen to discuss that with you. So let's talk a little about money management as a, as a foundation. Yeah, so th there's two different ways to approach that. One is what you were just talking about and that is to take the money you have and spread it out in as many places as possible. Um, I think that's gonna be really important this coming decade. Um, I am talking until I'm blue in the face to Americans who have just had it so good for so long with their particular currency that they see no need to really take it away from the United States dollar. But I think they're going to get a harsh reality uh, this decade and it's not going to feel good. But for most people around the world, they get this because they have gone through currency crises of their own. They have gone through really, really bad crashes and they understand the importance of what you just talked about. Um, so after the Forex education is over, you know, I've taken people into precious metals and commodities and, you know, actually holding different currencies um, to where back then it was more like actually holding in your hand. Now with things like Revolut and TransferWise and things like that, it's super easy. You can move back and forth. And it is something that everybody should do because you can be a high earner in the currency you have, but if that currency falls, all of your income is in that one currency, uh, well, now you don't have as much money as you, you should. If you just had the sense to spread it out, um, it, you'd have been in a much better spot. Now, money management as it pertains to Forex trading is super, super important because so many people screw this part up. And it's not even hard. It's just, I give you like maybe three or four hard rules to follow. And if you just plug that in and follow it, good things will happen. But everybody wants to get in their own way and talk themselves out of it, which leads more into psychology more than anything. But the money management part's pretty easy. In terms of that money management part then, at a very base, basic level, what would be some of those foundational principles that you would discuss? So we, we have an indicator we use, without getting too technical, okay. that um, uh, the ATR, so you've seen it. And... Um, it's great because it's, it works on percentages. So if you're trading a very slow currency pair compared to a very fast currency pair, it doesn't matter. You can trade them both the same way. And um, once, now you always, always set a stop loss. Um, so you can only lose so much. And you, once you set it, you don't move it further back. That's a big thing a lot of people do. But, uh, and that's based on the ATR. And then when it comes to taking profit, you take half of your profit off at a certain point once it gets there. Then your stop loss goes to break even, the same place you bought in for the, for the, for the pair. Um, so you cannot lose money at this point. And then if it goes further, great, you put it in your pocket. If it goes and hits your stop loss, well, that's okay too. You still made a small win. Um, and as you know, trades come around in Forex all the time. So you're not really missing out the way you think you are. But those little small wins, once you stack them up and stack them up, are really, really important because that's what cancels out your losses. And that's what ends up putting those nice big wins directly into your pocket. You know, it's not like a problem gambler here in Vegas that wins like an $80,000 um, slot machine jackpot and ends up in tears <laughs> because they're actually 200 grand down for the year. And this should be a joyous moment for them, but it's not. You know, you don't want to become one of those people. When you get a big win, you want to be thrilled about it and you want that money to go directly to you. And good money management principles uh, make that happen. So straight away, that principle there is one, 
negating your exposure and making sure that any losses you make you're comfortable with but equally it's siphoning off an element of the profits so that you have small wins that hopefully compound over time and like you say you're not relying on that one big killer win to cancel out significant losses that may actually outweigh the the big win that you've had instead you're hoping to compound and have those smaller wins over time and put you in a position where if a big win comes along it's a really really big bonus and but it's not something that you're absolutely craving on every single trade that you make because you're chasing your your tail previously you've got this money management principle in place where you're using the indicators to judge what your exposure should be yeah and you just got to look at it logically every single professional fund manager out there has these hardcore money management principles in place to sit there and think you're going to be the one exception that doesn't have to abide by those rules is is insane but it's a hard sell sometimes to tell people hey you know your trade just went up 100 pips in a day and it's raging it's on fire it's it's going straight up take half of your money off the table now. Most people are going to say, no, <laughs> I want to keep my entire position on the table and see where this thing goes. Um, yeah, that's, that's how we're hardwired to think. But, um, but we're not thinking long-term when we do that. Um, you know long-term that you're going to need something to balance out those losses because the losses are going to come too. And those big, nice, long wins are going to come as well. But you got to be positioned right to take advantage of those, and that's how you do it. Yeah, I think, like I said, I'm very keen on banging on about the principle of delayed gratification and not necessarily just chasing that instant dopamine hit and that instant boost. And this process where you're talking about money management within an environment where the buzz is probably incredible when you are seeing, like you say, your particular um, trade skyrocketing over, over the course of a day, you're thinking, wow, like I'm, this feels incredible. It's like, you said you, you you did some sports betting as a as a, as a younger man as well. It's like when your accumulator or your your coupon or your or your, or your bet comes in and you 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 you're winning a fortune. That that feeling is what keeps you coming back. And so you need to be careful and almost you're falling back on your systems and your principles rather than your emotion when it comes to these trades. And I suppose maybe that leads into the the psychology element, which I know you believe is 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 massively important. Oh, it's paramount. Yeah. If you don't have trading psychology, you officially have nothing. It has, it makes no difference how much work you put in prior. And uh, with the sports betting part, you just, uh, you just mentioned it's a, it's, it's Vegas mentality. And I've lived in Vegas for uh, for 14 years now and I've seen it so many times. Um, Vegas wants you to make bad decisions. Um, They want you to chase losses when you're losing and they want you to do dumb things when you're winning. And so uh, when you're really winning a lot in the sports betting world, um, it's tough because you think, you know, maybe I was terrible at picking winners two weeks ago, but all of a sudden, magically two weeks later, I'm amazing. Like you actually think that because that's what the results say. So you, you're a little looser with the way you bet and you bet more games, maybe games you shouldn't be betting. And that happens anywhere. I put this in my book. I have known um, casino dealers that have been instructed by their management to say out loud, you know, this table's hot or this person's on a roll, like at the craps table or, or at the roulette table, for example, just to get people to start making foolish bets. 
and it works almost all the time. Now, those, those games are already tilted in, in the, uh, the house's favor, so I don't know why they, they want to really lay the screws to their own guests, but, uh, but they do. And it works because, like we, like we just talked about, that euphoria is real, and it just it shuts down any logical neurons you might have in your brain and makes you do completely foolish things, and next thing you know, all that money's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, just thinking about that from a, from a young guy trading Forex, particularly with this kind of Instagram culture we've got where people are posting up these screenshots of these crazy trades where they've put in like a hundred pounds and they've come out with thousands VP, like that kind of euphoria and people chasing that thrill is probably the biggest attraction of why so many people are getting involved in these, in these scams, I suppose that kind of that buzz that, that feel. Yeah, coupled with the fact that people hate their jobs and they hate the lifestyle they're in and they, they feel like they should be uh, way further ahead in life than they actually are, which if that applies to you, my advice would be just to suck it up because you're not going anywhere for a while. Um, desperation is the one thing you cannot have when you're trading Forex. You must embrace the long game because it's going to take you a long time to separate yourself from your job and just earn money in really any investment vehicle. Um, and most people, you know, but you know what, that, that doesn't sell. You know, if I sat there and made a video about that, you know, nobody would watch it um, because that's, you know, it's, it's the Instagram culture. Like you said, For, first of all, get off of financial Instagram forever. Stop looking at that shit. But uh, second, you know, it's, and this is where I really think um, fitness minded people have a huge advantage. It's the main reason why uh, I was excited about coming on your podcast. And it's because all of these things, you'd be so surprised how often these things take people down. Like really smart, analytical people that should be awesome at this market just get destroyed to the point to where they tap out and give up and, and you never see them again. It's because they don't have the things that are inherently ingrained in fitness-minded people. Uh, fit, you got to understand, a lot of your listeners probably have a 0.1% physique, all right? Yeah. And well-deserved. Yeah. How did you get there? Uh, you didn't get there because you didn't understand the long game. You didn't get there because you're undisciplined, you know? But most people, the other 99.9%, .9 don't fall into that category. So they don't get to have the physique that you have. This is the exact same in the financial world and especially the forex world the transition i think so much of your audience could make would be all so much easier because things like discipline and understanding of the long game and the, the process driven nature of how all good things are is something that they already understand it's it seems silly for me to say that most people don't understand this because you know fitness minded people just get it you know but most people don't get it and when you have your money and your future on the line like that it just gets worse so uh, i've already forgotten what your original question was cuz i got off on this tangent but <laughs> i enjoyed that um, tangent, but yeah this is uh, but this this is how important psychology is. That's why you know I wrote one book. It's probably the only book I'm ever going to write, and it was on trading psychology, because without it, the other pieces don't work. Um, and even today, I have people that are that are diehard supporters of the channel that put these things into practice every day that still slip and fall from a psychology standpoint. Yep. So uh, 
even your audience is probably still going to make these mistakes, but you're so much better set up to do well in this market than literally everybody else is. And I just want them to know that. Um, that should be a, a really nice tailwind going into this. Yeah, I think, I think that's a massive compliment. And, and when you think about one of the terms you used, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of, we, can, we can hit on that a little bit harder, is talking about those process-based goals rather than outcome. And fitness is massively about that. It's not about the outcome is to have a six-pack. Obviously, that's the, the long-term goal, but it's about the processes that you do, do in, day in, day out for months and years that lead to that being an attainable goal. And in terms of your your training, the number of training sessions you do per week, the number of hours that you spend meal prepping, the the food choices that you make when everyone else is having a donut and you say no, the the days that you go out for a walk or a run when it's pouring rain and nobody else is going to do that, it rains a lot here in Glasgow by the way, VP. So um, that is a challenge, and uh-huh. all of the all of these little processes that add up over time. In the same way, from a, a trading perspective, and you're speaking about the principles of money management that you put in place and the the willingness to follow that and build those into habits and routines. And I imagine research is a massive part of Forex when it comes to the charts and, and seeing the fluctuations across the markets. Whereas if you're somebody that's desperate for a quick fix and buys that kind of diet shake that says get ripped for your holiday in three weeks, where really it's just a diuretic that's going to make you shake your guts out, it's you're not you're not going to do well in this space. Whereas if you are somebody that's patient and has built excellent habits and routines around your fitness, VP is speaking directly to you when it comes to you potentially have uh, maybe not a genetic, but a lifestyle and a mindset advantage when it comes to trading. Yeah, I'd be really surprised if much of your audience would fall for those Instagram Forex scams because they know as well as anybody that that's not how anything works. Um, now, what you were saying before about the research and the money management, the, that to me, um, those are the pieces that you put in place to create this machine to where psychology is what makes the engine actually go. Um, so all of it's necessary, but so many people don't have faulty engines and this, this whole beautiful thing they put together will never run to where if your audience already has a lot of those principles and psychology locked down, that engine's already just kind of ready. It's just waiting for something to drive. So okay. put, put in the time. I mean, you understand this is going to be a process anyway. You know, learn and get started now and start putting those pieces in place and practice and learn and get, and get used to those emotions. They're the same type of emotions you probably experienced in the gym, but they're going to hit different because it's a, it's now it's your money, which affects you in a different way. But you're already so disciplined and you're so used to those little failures and you're used to embracing the long game that this is going to be a much easier process for you. The chance you have at becoming that 0.1% that actually does well in this market is much, much higher than your average person. And I hope that's probably the biggest takeaway a lot of your audience gets from this talk. Yeah. At this point, you're absolutely right. For starters, the vast majority of people that choose to listen to 45 to 60 minute self-development fitness business career investing money management podcast on a weekly basis would not fall for what is out there on, on on instagram when it comes to finance and i know you were saying like get ourselves off finance instagram there's actually a lot of fitness people now trying to make a quick buck um in terms of saying that oh i'm a trader now as well and it, like you say sign up to my my uh, my pyramid scheme or sign up to my education platform 
And that's why it's kind of filtered in here. And that was one of the reasons that drove this conversation that screenshots of these guys ended up in the group chat and people being like, what is going on here? Like who is actually signed up to this? And when you ask them simple questions, like what's your profit and loss, they just couldn't tell you. And uh, like, like what, what currencies do you, do you, do you track and what currencies are you typically trading? Like what's hot right now? And it's just questions they don't know the answer to because quite simply, they're just looking for you to sign your money up to the brokerage that they're uh, advocating and get that kind of kickback commission fee and whatnot. And I think when it comes to discussion, discussing those principles that you spoke about, those kind of building blocks of being somebody that's patient and, and willing to spend time putting themselves in the position to succeed within this, like, like they are, like they do within their, with their physique goals, that research piece that we spoke about at the start is, is critical, isn't it? Then alongside that's money management. And then alongside that, the psychology elements, maybe something they've got already. What are the other elements of trading psychology that perhaps us fitness fanatics need to need to develop? Uh, the main one would be experience um, because I think you're pretty strong in the other three that I always talk about, which would be initiative, discipline and patience. I think those are inherent in fitness minded people already. You just have to understand that just like fitness, this is going to be a long process. So I'll put it into perspective. Now understand the whole reason my channel was created was to make this process go not so long because I didn't have really any help at all. I had to, I had to pioneer everything and just, just get it handed to me over and over again. But I started in 2009. Um, I didn't turn pro until 2014. And I failed a lot <laughs> during that time. And, uh, and really, I didn't make any kind of reasonable money for the first few years of that whole process. Like, if you get accepted to a prop firm, it doesn't mean you're going to make a bunch of money. You know, they're not going to give you a lot to start with because they don't know you. So you have to earn that trust. You have to earn higher dollar amounts. And then at that point, you have to make sure it's consistent enough to where it's paying the bills comfortably. And you can absorb a few months of bad trading because that happens too, no matter what it happens, it still happens to me. Uh, <clears throat> so if you use that as a template and understand that I am hoping to make this process cut in about half, but that's still a long time and you're okay with that and you're willing to commit yourself to it, then you should do it because once you get good at this and once you get that process in place, it kind of just operates itself and you will have it the rest of your life. Now, however long, much longer you plan on living 50, 60 years, this will never go away and you can transfer it into other markets uh, like metals, like oil, um, like even crypto, maybe not right now, but once the market cap gets bigger, you can transfer it over there. Yep. Um, it is for, it is forever and you will always have it. And that's a really great thing to have, especially in an uncertain world where people are losing their jobs and people who are dependent on others to employ them and give them money um, are now really feeling some ill effects. So uh, if you're going to do it, and if you're interested, I would say do it now and just understand that it's going to be a while before you ever see anything good out of it. But once you do, it can be forever. Yeah, I, I like that message because ultimately people sometimes ask, when's the best time for me to start investing in stocks and shares as well? And the answer was yesterday, but the next best answer is now because of the beauty of compound interest. But when it comes to trading, you're actually 
better starting now because you're starting to gain that experience and you're cutting your teeth and hopefully educating yourself as soon as you started and moving closer to a stage where you are part of that small percentage of people who actually do this, I don't want to say correctly, but they do it in a way that gives them the best possible chance of success and it gives them more of those positive wins and months than the the harder months that you've spoken about there. So starting as soon as possible, but investing the right amount of time in doing so and applying the psychology and the principles and the behaviors that we have from other areas of our life, which were successful is absolutely massive. And I've spoken a lot on the podcast before my day-to-day job is within business development in the corporate insurance space. And you have to be extremely patient in that space because the buying cycle for somebody to sack their risk advisor and insurance broker and appoint you is extremely long because they might have been with that person for a very long time and they're paying them tens of thousands of pounds in terms of a fee as well as their insurance premiums, which are hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of pounds. So that decision takes a long time. So you need to have patience in that. So as well as that fitness and then trading, there's a lot of different, um, elements and practices within my lifestyle and like many of the people listening that will hopefully overlap in terms of that patience piece and willingness to educate yourself before diving in two-footed. Yeah. And I want to touch on what you said earlier. Uh, the question of when, um, I hate that question. It's a question that it's a weak question that is asked by very weak people. I'm going to tell you why, because when you're asking that question, what you're really saying is, how much longer can I sit here and take absolutely no risk before the timing is absolutely perfect for me to enter the market for the first time and get those big gains? And uh, anybody who spent any time in any kind of investment knows that there is no perfect time. And just like you said, it was yesterday. You should be getting into it now. You should be learning and getting good. Don't just sit there and close your eyes and ask for somebody to tell you when to go and then go. Um, that's how you fall for scams. <laughs> that's how you lose money. Um, it's, you have to be a self-starter. You have to go slow. And if you, once you do that and once you get good, you will know when to put your money down um, every time. It won't even be a question. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, that, that does irritate me. People on the sidelines that sit there and ask when the best time is to get into crypto or gold or anything like that. It's such a broad overly vague and, and very lazy question. Um, and as you said, in, in your job, you don't have the luxury of knowing when. You just have to keep at it until you know, they finally make the switch over. And I, honestly, I think that's why sales has such a high turnover because people just aren't willing to wait um, for that because they see successful salespeople and the lifestyle they have and they don't understand that it is such a long, arduous, drawn out, agonizing process at times. And that's why you've gotten those results in the end. Exactly that. And if we, th- if we go in on the sales example again, there's sometimes a finance director that I will contact 15 to 20 times emails and calls before he even takes a Zoom meeting with me. And from the zoom meeting you've got to have multiple contacts after that to agree a review then to agree a presentation then to agree a proposal there's so much to do before you get to that uh that elation of them sending you that letter appointment and knowing that you've got a, a big fee coming in and i imagine and from our conversation i can certainly see that the the hours that you spend on on the on the baby pips academy and the, the from kindergarten all the way up to 
to high school and, and, and college in terms of that information, understanding the basics of Forex before you go up to Forex 201 with somebody like yourself and, 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 and really learning is, is a slow process and one that you have to kind of bear with the, the initial inertia and the initial kind of feeling of, oh God, like this is, this is a lot like hard work because it is unfortunately and nothing hopefully comes particularly easy unfortunately to us in the, in this life no and all the phone calls and all the waiting that you just spoke of that's all the stuff that nobody sees um but it's it's 98% of what you do probably on a daily basis so uh well i, I have some advice for you then colin what you can do is uh just film your success um, don't film all the waiting and the phone calls. Just uh, just show the fruits of your labor and put it up on Instagram and have a sales course for uh, for ninety seven dollars and I'll see where it goes. That's exactly the model that we're seeing on in Forex, and it's funny that you say that because equally there is that in the sales space as well. It's just at the moment a lot of the people around me have been seeing these these Forex ones, and it's kind of triggered them a little bit to say surely there's somebody out there that can educate us and i think during this conversation we have found somebody that's done that vp and i'm very grateful for you for you providing that roadmap for us in terms of we've spoken about where people can start in terms of that babyfix academy we've spoken about the different principles we can have in place with money management psychology the overlap of this fitness uh, fitness interest that many of the people listening have and the overlap into into trading and i guess the last thing to ask you before we we sign off is where's the best place for people to find you. And of course I'll, I'll link it in the show notes below as well. So after you have learned the basics, I mean, please, please, please make sure you do that first. Um, you can just go to my homepage at no nonsense, uh, on that homepage, it'll pretty much kind of read the riot act and like lay out all of the things, um, that I disagree with in the industry that you have probably already learned. And then my beginner's video is embedded onto that page. So that's going to be a great place to go because when I was creating the channel, I didn't really have much of an order as I was going because I was just kind of doing it as I was going along. So um, watching the videos in the right order is pretty important. And that video gives you a pretty nice roadmap as to how to do that. Um, if, you, if you just kind of cherry pick videos here and there, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so the, as always, there is an order and a process to things and you can just find it all uh, right there. That's great, VP. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes below. If you're still with us at this point, please take a screenshot, pop it in your Instagram story, tag myself. I cannot wait for your feedback on this episode because it is a seriously hot topic when it comes to what we're going to choose to do with our money as the financial environment around us continues to get more and more unstable. I'm delighted that I've brought you a really hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach to this topic. And I'll speak to you all again very, very 